Hello, and welcome to From a Fable, the Witch and the Warrior podcast. I'm your host, Lauren E. Smith, and I am here to give witches, healers, and spiritual seekers one heck of a rebrand. We're moving out of the shadows of self-abandonment and disconnection and stepping into the light of a better world for all of us. Join me as well as a few guests here and there as we talk about the things that are lighting up our world right now that can be of use to you too. Here's to a life full of purpose, connection, joy, and pure, unadulterated light. Thanks for being here. good to be back here and also really strange because it's been a very long time since what I'll now be referring to as season one of this podcast ended so to speak and it was not a planned ending it was not a you know hey I'm gonna take a break for a little while it was just COVID and family and all sorts of craziness that ensued but I cannot describe how happy I am to be back and doing this. It feels so strange now, Um, but I hope everyone has been doing well. Um, I just, I couldn't help myself. I needed to get back on here and start talking about the things that, guys, I'm really passionate about this. Um, If you listen to anything in the previous season of this podcast, you'll notice the name change. I'm actually still technically a smith. Runk was my married name, but I'm going by my maiden name now. Um, So just clear up any confusion there. Still the same Lauren, just a different last name with a little middle initial to make it sound official. That rhymed. But anyway, I, sorry, I'm a little giddy because Biden is president and I am beyond, 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 beyond relieved and ecstatic and a little bit in shock still. But enough about that, because you're probably hearing it everywhere. Anyways, I have, part of the reason that I've been gone is I've also been working with clients one-on-one, specifically uh, witches, healers, seekers, as they struggle through this kind of disconnection with themselves. And as I was going through this, I hit a point where it's like I went through a hermit phase, and then it's like I came out of the cave and I went okay, it's time to come down from this little cave in the mountains, as swamis like to talk about coming down from the mountain after spiritual awakening, and then having to integrate it into daily life. And in my case, I was like, I want to integrate this into these channels that I've created. And for those of you um, who've been following my stuff for a while, you guys know that I will all of a sudden usually get this like burst of inspiration and then you don't hear from me for a while and then you hear from me a lot and then it kind of repeats itself and that's just kind of my weird little rocket blasts you can blame my human design for that as a manifesting generator but anyways so after working with these clients and starting to see these shifts that were occurring for them and kind of fleshing out this process that they were um that we were kind of simultaneously seeking each other out for without even realizing it. And it was in large part a rebranding. Not They weren't business owners. 
um, though I'm very happy to say that some of them might be very soon. Um, it's it's a rebranding in the sense that when they came to me, they were feeling this deep sense of disconnection, um, feeling optimistic and hopeful, but also very discouraged and sometimes hopeless, depending on you know who we're talking about. But I would I started to realize that as I worked with them and I started to create a container or a space for them to connect with themselves, it became apparent that what they needed was the ability to step back and, you know, step one for me is always helping people learn to listen to themselves because the fact of the matter is, is that we all actually hold the answers that we need inside of us. There's no one who's listening to this who is without the answers that they're seeking. The problem is that sometimes it's so loud um, inside our inner environment that we can't hear what's coming through. Even, you know, let's say, you know, for instance, take one of my clients. She absolutely meditates. She absolutely does those things. And yet, she wasn't getting the guidance that she needed. Like, I'd be like, okay, well, you need to get still and you need to listen for that. She'd be like, well, Lauren, I have, but I'm still not getting what I need from it. And the truth of the matter was, is that then we had to take it a step further and not, because she was good at quieting herself in a way to witness at least and take a step back. But then we had to actually take her through eliminating the noise that's with that was within her because it was kind of like trying to hear someone whispering inside of a you know baseball stadium where you're you know there's depending on what part of the game you're at there's a lot of noise going on and you're not going to hear someone whispering and to be honest it's just going to get frustrating really fast but anyway so you know first you teach someone to listen to themselves and connect with themselves but that connection can't fully happen until you actually remove some of these, we'll call them sound or thought barriers. So like if we're using that stadium analogy, we're going to remove some of the other people, other things, other voices, other sounds that are cluttering up the airspace, right? And cluttering up the vibrations that our ears are able to take in. So step number one, learn that you can listen and start to notice the difference between being in that stillness and everything. And then step number two was helping them to step back a little bit further and kind of sweep out and remove some of the barriers between them and hearing the actual guidance that was coming through loud and clear. They just needed to be able to hear it. So why am I going on this tangent again? Let's bring it back to the fact that Doing this is my version of giving people a rebrand in a way. Now, I know someone out there, I can practically hear you thinking it, is going, Lauren, that sounds nothing like a rebrand, especially if you're a marketing individual. So what I say when I'm talking about a rebrand, let's, if we go a little bit bigger, I'm talking about changing the way that these people see themselves as well as see their current situations and what's around them. Um, and kind of figuring out their unique flavor and unique connection with themselves, their unique personality, their unique spirit 
that is ready and waiting for them to step up and meet him, her, them inside so that they can get going on this person's real purpose, okay? So rebranding in the sense that you go from being this disconnected, sometimes depressed or anxious, very discouraged, hopeless individual, even if you've got hope and optimism, so I guess you're not hopeless, but depending on, again, who you're talking about, but you go from this very disconnected, kind of empty feeling person, you know, constantly seeking love from others, perhaps perhaps acting in a codependent way, or, um, you know, kind of repeating these same old life patterns, and things just start to feel very repetitive, empty, pointless, those types of things. And that can be really discouraging. And so what I do is I take them from that individual and through a series of steps, it's not, you know, boom, overnight, done, um, unless you're experiencing a miracle of some sort. But what I do is I take them through a series of steps, changing not only how they view what they would like to do, the guidance that they're receiving, things like that. I make it a point to help them rebrand how they see themselves and how they show up as themselves, embodying themselves, embodying their spirit and their purpose. Um, And there's a lot more to go into that, but part of the reason that I'm bringing this up is that, again, absence, was working with people, was dealing with craziness, but after working with enough people where I started to see this pattern emerging and I started to see, oh, these are the steps it takes to go from that disconnected individual to rebranding yourself into a fully vibrant, connected, magical human being. I was like, holy crap, I got to hop back on the podcast. I'm going to be posting blogs. I was, I'm <laughs> trying to Um, get back into being more active in the Good Witch Project Facebook group, which if you'd like to join a community of supportive and empowered witches, healers, and seekers, head on over to www.facebook.com backslash groups backslash the Good Witch Project. So if you join us in there, you're going to see a lot of this, but the purpose of the Good Witch Project when I first started it was to essentially kind of give witches a rebrand in a way and that's using my fancy new language that I've decided on but really it was about changing the way the world sees witches and bringing light back to it that's become I finally narrowed it in on that's what I'm doing is I'm bringing light true light to witches, to healers, to spiritual seekers that just know there's more out there. They know they're meant for more. They want to do more. They want to be a part of more. And so when I first started it, it was all about saying, hey world, witches are not this bad stigma that we've created, right? And then it shifted from there to, well, I'm going to change the way the world sees witches through the way witches see themselves because that was step one right and it's and it's we're kind of following the same formula here but in reality it came down to helping people realize that you are not pointless on in this universe you you are not pointless and i say this as someone who was convinced they were pointless for a very long time and i have taken myself through this sort of rebranding process and sort of given myself a new 
Uh, to be really cliche, I could say a new zest for life, but actually I mean it more like I finally connected with myself and I've started putting stock in myself more than I put stock into the voices around me, more than the judgment from others, you know, things like that. I could go on for days about the benefits of connecting with yourself and that's going to be a lot of what I talk about in the next few episodes, so bear with me. But today, I kind of want to reintroduce the Good Witch Project and the mission behind it. And, you know, you see, you're going to hear me talk a lot about the Good Witch Project. You're going to hear me talk about From a Fable. You know, the title of this podcast is From a Fable, the Witch and the Warrior podcast. Um, so in a second, I'll get to explaining the difference between those two things for those that are a bit newer around here or those that maybe have been with me for a while but are still kind of scratching their heads as to where one thing ends and the other begins. So the Good Witch Project is, as I said before, all about changing the way witches are seen, healers are seen, seekers in particular are seen, Um, getting past a lot of the stigma and judgment around all three of those titles, Um, you know, because even healers, while that one's better significantly than the other two, generally speaking, it also carries this connotation of wishy-washy or too passive or you know there's just a lot of there's a lot that goes into that and so i wanted to change the stigma around that and i found many other like-minded souls again in the good witch project facebook group and community that shared in that vision and knew in their bones that who they are, who they identify as, and you know these things that they were compelled to seek out and learn more about, they weren't pointless, they weren't useless, they weren't silly, they weren't false, they weren't any of those things. And part of what I started with when starting to talk about this was the fact that witches are good. Witches are good, and they are an integral role in our communities, both local and global, okay? So witches, healers, seekers, they all kind of fall under the same umbrella if you actually start to break them down. And part of the reason I started using more than just the word witch was to draw those connections again. Because when you think about it in communities, witches have gone by many names. It's been shamans, it's been wise men and women, it's been healer, it's been seeker, it's been oracle, you know, there's all sorts of words that go with it. It hasn't always been this negative connotation around witch. So that's where the name came from, the Good Witch Project, saying, hey, it's become my project to prove that witches are good. And not only that, they are needed and necessary. And I want to help anyone I can to step into that divine purpose and to shine their light in the world in a time when, to be honest, we desperately need it. And this is the time. This is the time to make these changes and embody your true self, your true purpose, your true meaning. Because in doing so, in finding that for yourself and in nourishing and feeding that, you will actually be benefiting the world and even further the universe as a whole. So that's the Good Witch Project. From a Fable is actually, many of you know me from this, Um, my little Etsy shop 
and uh, and I'll be going back to having a separate website for it soon. But From a Fable is actually my candle company, uh, though it also bridged out into handbound journals. And that is where I came up with the original Wheel of the Year cauldron candles. Now, I've actually seen several people and been approached by someone um, who want to make their own versions of that. I can't stop creativity, and even if I tell people no, you know, I may have things trademarked, but realistically, I'm not going to stop creativity. So if you guys go on there and you're inspired by mine, great. Just don't do the copycat thing. That's all I ask. And so that started when it actually started as a fandom-based candle business, and then it transitioned as I found my own spirituality and went through my own rebranding, the first steps of it. I started selling these cauldron-shaped candles for the Wheel of the Year. And... Um, you know, witches brew candles, and I started letting my spirituality speak through that, and that is actually how many of you found me um, in my little Etsy shop hole in the wall. But um, so those are the two kind of distinctions of the I'm technically the founder of the Good Witch Project and the owner of From a Fable, and the Witch and the Warrior, where that comes in from a fable, the Witch and the Warrior podcast, um, is actually referring to the two parts of myself that I found when I integrated them uh, together that was also part of the rebranding process in also accepting multiple parts of myself and not just glorifying some while labeling others as faults. So that's kind of the quick mini verbal map, which probably sounded more like verbal vomit, about about what piece is which. So when I talk about things with my clients, that's with the Good Witch Project. When I talk about the Facebook group, that's with the Good Witch Project. If I'm talking about candles or Wheel of the Year stuff, generally that's going to be um, from the From a Fable side of things. But just to keep things clear, no worries, you can always ask. And so I think it's time to give witches, healers, and seekers a rebrand. And I don't just mean collectively. I mean down to the individual beautiful souls who are hearing this, who are ready to make these changes in their lives and start living a life of connection and hope and faith. And by faith, I don't mean religion. I just mean spirituality, just to be clear. I mean faith in the fact that there is something bigger than you. In, you know, not getting lost in nihilism where you think there's just no point to anything. Um, we are here to live very full lives and experience many things. And if you're one of the people who's sitting there going, wow, is this all there is? Then I encourage you to reach out. I really do. I encourage you to reach out, even if it's not to do coaching or anything with me, come into the Good Witch Project Facebook group and just come start meeting other people that have been through that time in their lives and or maybe are walking through it now and can tell you that there's something far more beautiful on the other side. I can tell you till the cows come home, but to be honest, it's nice to hear it from other people too. And so when it comes to giving witches, healers, and seekers a rebrand, I really want to focus on bringing the light back into them. And now someone, again, is going to be listening to this and saying, 
well, Lauren, a lot of times healers work with light. How are you bringing the light to people who already work in the light? And my answer to that is yes, but there are many forms of light. And if I wanted to go all science geek, I could really dive in there. But even in spirituality, that's mirrored by the fact that there are different types of light that accomplish different things. Um, For those of you that know all about color magic, or about Reiki, or pranic healing, Qigong, things like that, or Spring Forest Qigong, there's not all energy is the same. And this universe is made up of of an infinite, infinite, if I can talk, number of vibrations that translate as light, both in the physical, quote-unquote, scene world that we live in, and the unseen world. And the purpose of these lights is different. They all serve a different function, right? So when I say I want to bring the light back to witches, healers, and seekers, one of the other key words that I want to start to associate with that is freedom. I want to teach witches, healers, seekers, and those that are feeling discouraged, I want to teach you how to self-fortify. Codependence, I'm looking at you. I want to teach you to self-fortify. How to see that through your boundaries you are open. How to see that you are safe in your body if you've experienced trauma, you know, to any varying degree. There's I want to help people see that they are safe to be here, they're safe to be present in this moment, and that in letting control, or letting go of control, I should say, in letting go, they're not going to be sideswiped from left field by the other shoe dropping. That was so many phrases in one go, but it got my point across. So be mindful of the fact that where you are right now is not where you're going to be and it doesn't take monumental amounts of time it doesn't take monumental amounts of anything to begin this process of rebranding yourself both individually and collectively my mission is to do it collectively but how that begins is with individual people like you It starts with all of us, all of us bringing in that light and embodying that universal, ancient, creative source connection within ourselves. We are an integral part of the universe, okay? We are not separate from it. We're not above it. None of that. We are in it and we are a part of a system and It's our job to show up in the highest good, in the highest form of our piece of that system to contribute and to contribute to the larger system itself, but also to feel satisfied and fulfill our own purpose. That is where you'll find a lot of healing. And so for those of you that are feeling, you know, this discouragement, this um, disconnection right now, I want to remind you that all it takes is a breath. One breath. Three, if you can squeeze it in. 
to come back to your body in the present moment and reconnect with yourself. This habit of disconnection, disassociation um, to its more extreme degree, these are not faults of yours, okay? I want to make that very clear. It is not a fault. It is not something you're doing wrong. It is simply a learned habit. It is simply a learned coping mechanism to keep you safe, okay? And that's just part of going through life, right? We bump into things, we experience things. There's a lot. And those things leave their marks on us and they make us more beautiful, unique people. But we still have to work through aspects of them that our brains aren't always ready to at that time. So, and I'm not going to go into a whole talk about that, but coming back to it only takes a breath. So I'm going to do this. I want everyone to do it with me. But I want you to stop whatever you're doing, if you're able. You know, moms, if you're holding a baby, hold the baby and do this. No problem. If you're stirring something on, stirring something on the stove, stir it while you do this breath. There is nothing that is so pressing that you can't take a breath, short of a life-threatening situation. So we're going to take a breath together, okay? And as we do, we're going to inhale, deep, deep inhale. We're going to hold it for a second. And then as we exhale, I want you to actually relax your shoulders down, elongate your neck, and I want you to feel yourself dropping from your mind, way up high here, dropping down past your throat, down into your chest, into your heart space and your center. You will find a very beautiful, nourishing, full of life, green light there. For my chakra people, yes, green is the color of the heart. So, all right, ready? We're going to do this. Ready? Deep inhale. Hold for a moment. Exhale. Sinking down into your being. Let's do another one. Ready? Inhale. Pause for a moment, and exhale. One more time. Let's just make space for one more. in that stillness and quiet I guarantee it's quieter than your mind you have access to this stillness at any time anytime and it's important that you start to do that whenever you're able to you know anytime you're in a in an anxious situation perhaps you're feeling depressed angry uh, irritable you know any of the above, disconnected in all of its various forms, fearful, all of it. I want you to stop, take a deep breath, drop into your chest, and just bow to the moment. 
Because here's the kicker, and this is what we have trouble remembering in our disconnected state. Connection shows us this and allows us to experience it immediately. But disconnection makes us forget that everything is fine. That when you come back to the present, there is nothing pulling you. There is nothing weighing on you. There is nothing, you know, choking you. There's nothing, there are none of these unpleasant sensations because you're coming back to your body. You're coming back to your heart. And you're realizing that your being is okay. It's not personal in the way that our minds can get caught up in personal thoughts and those types of things you know like our judgments about us as a mother when our three-year-old is crying on the floor and we're not totally sure why but we're really just trying to be there for our kid you know it's when we drop into that stillness we actually are able to access things like patience and compassion right And it allows us to literally take a step back, witness what's happening around and inside of us, and regroup. I know that I know people who literally have been in high stress meetings, like incredibly emotional, high stress, very, 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 very anxiety inducing meetings. And even though someone is speaking directly to them, they start they started to answer, and I'm thinking of this one particular instance, but they started to answer, remembered that they needed to connect, took their deep breath in, exhaled, and despite having not been heard many, many, many times before this in saying the same thing, when they took their breath and they came back to stillness and connected before they answered, They were heard very deeply by the other people on the call. And so I encourage you, yeah, you might look a little weird for a second, but usually you probably won't. They'll probably just be like, are you okay? But take a breath, even if it's in the middle of a conversation. It's okay to do. If your kid is, you know, your little witchlet or your little healerlet or seekerlet is having a hard moment and you're so frustrated because you've been dealing with it all day take a breath just take your breath it will not make the tantrum worse actually i have found from both my personal and witnessing it in others experience that when we do that especially around children they're often mirroring back and amplifying how we're feeling because they're responding to the energy and embodying it because they're little open channels. And so when we actually start to embody that compassion, that patience, and that deep divine love that we can only access and connect to in our heart space, in our center, in our soul center, in our you know soul flame that's within us, which I will be talking about in another episode. When we access that divine love, our kids respond to that. Our coworkers respond to that. Our parents respond to that. Our friends, our family, our dogs, the our homes. Like even my home has a very alive energy that's very responsive. Um, when I go into that space, my entire house responds. 
okay? Because these are all, again, you're a part of a system. So when you're disconnected, you're cutting off all the other pieces around you. When you connect, you're providing for the system around you without actually having to expend yourself, right? Again, codependence, I'm looking at you. And people pleasers. When expending ourselves isn't actually doing any good because we're really just trying to manipulate how people see us. You know, that's like that's like one cog in the system trying to manipulate how the other cogs see it. And it sounds very silly when you put it that way, but that's what we do. And so when we are showing up in our full full function, you could say, or full purpose in the bigger system, the other parts around us are able to move smoothly, they're able to operate smoothly, and we may even free those parts up from a stuck position to embody their purpose. There's literally no downside to connecting with yourself, okay? And I don't just mean in a self-care way either. I literally mean getting in that deep stillness and connecting to yourself, not the people around you, to yourself, not your dog, to yourself, not to people over the internet, to yourself. And I'm not gonna lie, again, saying this from experience, that feels really uncomfortable at first, especially if we have made it a persistent habit and coping mechanism to not connect with ourselves, to stay as far away from being in our bodies and our emotions and all those things as humanly possible. What sucks about it is that as uncomfortable as it is, all of our answers lie there. And so, you know, I could keep prattling on about this. I really could. Um, But there's more episodes for that. And to be honest, I really want to come back to this idea of rebranding. And I I want to encourage you to just tuck this concept into a back corner of your mind and start really processing and sitting with this idea that where you are where you are now in unhappiness and wanting more from a fear place or from being like oh my god I don't know if I'm gonna pay my bills this month oh my god what if I'm being a horrible mother oh my god what if my friends hate me oh my god I just can't seem to get out of bed oh my god I just the whole world is falling apart any of those things and more can be solved and released through continuous connection with yourself. I have clients where I have told them, I've given them, you know, an affirmation to say or, you know, taught them how to check in with themselves and just do a quick little drop in just like we did here on this podcast episode. And I've had to, you know, I've made comment that, hey, anytime you're feeling XYZ, just stop, drop into your heart and check in with yourself in the moment. Be here for a moment. And I've had people respond to that, multiple people, like I swear every client says this. Well, I'm going to have to do that like 50 times a day. And my response to that is, that's totally fine. You may have days where you need to do it 200 times. But the point is that as you start to do it, it starts to pick up momentum and it becomes a new habit. 
Okay, you're making a new pathway in your energy, in your mind, in your heart to when you're experiencing these stress situations instead of collapsing or getting angry and lashing out or these other negative consequences, maybe it's using something or binge eating. You know, there's a a lot of ways it can go. Instead of participating in an unhealthy coping mechanism, it actually starts to become your support. And the greatest thing about it, about this particular form of support for yourself, is that no one can take it away. There is no situation where you won't have yourself, right? And so moving forward between now and the next time you hear from me, I want you to make it a point to do what we did here in this podcast episode and take anywhere from one to three breaths, even if it's 200 times a day, and just come back to yourself whenever you can. Come back to your body, come back to the moment, because all the answers... You know, the solutions to the problems you're having at work or at school or in your family and your friends. Um, You know, the huge bill that just smacked you in the face with your house. The solutions to all of those things, even our romantic relationships, are within us. So I encourage you to start diving in there. Start checking in with yourself and just get quiet. Find that stillness because you will start to notice the, a very stark and uncomfortable difference between being in that stillness and in a state of connection versus being in a state of total disconnect. It's incredibly uncomfortable once you start. It's, I equate it to, and this is another one people have heard me use many times, but it's my go-to example for this. If you've been in a smoke-filled room, you've gotten used to it, right? If you've been in there long enough, you forget that there's even smoke in the air because it's just there and you're just whatever. There's no point in fixating on it because it's there regardless. But then someone shows you a door, you step out of this smoke-filled room and into fresh air for the first time. You take a big deep inhale and oh my god, you step out of this room, take this big gulp of fresh air in and the difference is incredible. It feels amazing. It feels clean. It feels invigorating rather than, you know, debilitating It's or addicting, things like that. It feels healthy versus unhealthy. It feels good versus uncomfortable. It brings a sense of relief instead of discomfort. And so once you've stepped out of that room, Right? Then someone says, oh, but you got to go back in the room. you got to go back in the smoke-filled room. Well, number one, you're going to be like, um, I don't really want to. But sometimes it happens without us even realizing it. We get pulled back into the smoke-filled room. And then it's almost like we ha- once we're in there, we're like, oh, that's right, the smoke-filled room. But wait, there's something else that feels better. And now I know where the door is. So whenever you need to then, let's say you have to be in the smoke-filled room for some reason. Anytime you need it, you need a break from the smoke, or you want to start maybe creating a new life outside the smoke-filled room, you can go to that door, and you can step out, and you can breathe in the fresh air. Seems like a weird example, but it works every time. So your job, until the next time you hear from me, and beyond it, because I hope you'll continue with it, is to step outside the smoke-filled room, to take the deep breaths, 
find that fresh air, that stillness that invigorates and relieves you and allows you to set everything down for a minute and then approach life. Again, if you need to do these small moments 200 times a day, you go right ahead. I know I've had to. And what's important to me is that you start to learn this distinction between connection and disconnection. Because as I said, there is a stark difference once you see it. And then once you see it, you can't unsee it. So give that a try this week. And you know what? We'll even end this particular episode of the podcast with a big deep breath and then I'll let you go. So here we go. You ready? Stop what you're doing. Inhale. And exhale. Oh, sweet stillness. Feel that quiet. You can have this at any time. If you prefer to do it in a group, come on over to the Good Witch Project. That's where I host table times and group what I call dive-in sessions, where I literally take you and as a group, it's kind of like a guided meditation of sorts. And we dive from the mind down into our being, into our center, into our heart space. And those are free, by the way. So come on over and enjoy that and use it as a resource to continuously build this connection with the fresh air instead of the smoke. And again, if you'd like to join this lovely community of empowered, supportive witches, healers, and seekers, you can go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash The Good Witch Project. That's all I've got for you this time. I will see you again next week, perhaps sooner in the group. And I wish you wonderful, wonderful relief this week as you start to use those check-ins. And I wish you the most glorious rebranding you could possibly imagine. Thanks, guys. Have a good day or night. Thank you.